Well, it's good to be with you this evening. I'm excited about sharing the word with you. Um, I'm going to continue with what Pastor has been teaching on with majesty. And uh, we just want to talk this evening about our great God, how majestic, how wonderful he is, what some of the, um, what some of the um, people who wrote the Bible said about some of them were actually in the throne room. Some of them actually saw his majesty. And so we're just going to look at that a little bit. And then we're going to talk about who uh, thinks that he deserves the glory. And we're going we're gonna to talk about how only God is majestic. Only God is holy, the creator and the maker. I love the definition that um, Pastor has been using in every um, time he teaches. And I'm just going to look at it again today. And it's um, majesty or majestic. And the definition is exalted, great, awesome, elevated, lofty, stately, dignified, distinguished, striking, magnificent, grand, splendid, glorious, impressive, awe-inspiring, marvelous, superb, regal, royal, kingly, imperial, noble, lordly, sovereign. And of course, Pastor Tom's favorite is awesome. And yes, he is an awesome God. You know, as I, I, as every time I read over all these definitions of majesty, of majestic, you're just reminded again that there is no one like our God. There is no one who deserves the glory, the honor, and the praise. He's such a great God. He's worthy of all the praise and the honor. He is the creator and the maker of all things. I love the way Pastor has gone back to Genesis. We look at, <laughs> in the beginning, God. There was no one before him. There will, you know, he is the one who is eternal, the one who is there from all eternity. The saints... The angels, I'm going to say it this way, the wise ones <laughs> fall on their faces around his throne. All creation worships him. Look at Isaiah 6, verse 1. We're going to look at it from the New King James Version. Isaiah 6, verse 1. So here's Isaiah's vision of God, his majesty, the throne room. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew and one cried to another and said, holy, holy, holy 
is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Can you just, I cannot wait to be there and to see our amazing daddy God in all his splendor, Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords on his, on his throne. Oh, it's going to be amazing. John described the majesty of God like this in Revelation 4, verse 6 through 11. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him, who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. I want to read this, uh, just what the, uh, first what the creatures say and then what the saints, uh, the 24 elders say from the Amplified 2015 translation. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the almighty, the omnipotent, the ruler of all who was and who is and who is to come, the unchanging, eternal God. Oh, he is so worthy. And then in verse 11 from the Amplified 2015, it says, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive the glory and the honor and the power. For you created all things, and because of your will, they exist and were created and brought into being. You know, they, all of them around the throne, and we're going to be joining them, worship and praise this majestic and mighty God, the creator of all the earth, of everything. Revelation 15, 2 through 4. And I saw something. This is from the New King James Version. I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire, and those who have the victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. 
Just and true are your ways, O King of the Saints. King of the Saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. Listen to this, um, what's called the Song of Moses in the Amplified 2015. Great and wonderful and awe-inspiring are your works in judgment, O Lord God, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Ruler of all. Righteous and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear reverently and glorify your name, O Lord, giving you honor and praise in worship? For you alone are holy. For all the nations shall come and worship before you for your righteous acts, your just decrees and judgments have been revealed and displayed. It's going to be an amazing day when we join with the saints and angels around your throne. I'm so excited. Nehemiah expressed his praise of our majestic God like this in his book, Nehemiah 9, 5b and 6. And I'm reading this out of the Amplified 2015 version. Stand up and bless, praise Honor the Lord your God from everlasting to everlasting. May your glorious name be blessed and exalted above all blessing and praise. And then Ezra said, you are the Lord, you alone. You have made the heavens, the heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the heavenly bodies, the earth and everything that is on it, the seas and everything that is in them. You give life to all of them, and the heavenly host is bowing down in worship to you. Our God is a majestic God. He is an awesome God. He's the creator, the maker of all things. Creation worships him. Saints and angels worship him. And we are told that even those who do not wish to worship him now will one day bow their knee to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Look at this in Romans 14, verse 11, the new King James Version. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. That's a quote from Isaiah, um, Isaiah 45, verse 23. And I'm reading that from the New King James Version again. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. And then in Philippians 2, 9 through 11, it says, therefore, God also has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Uh, those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, 
and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, everyone will acknowledge the majesty, the, the grace, the goodness of God. Everyone will acknowledge that. Things in heaven, things on earth, and even things under the earth are going to acknowledge that Jesus is Lord, that God is the only one who deserves the praise and the honor and the glory. Everyone, everything will declare the majesty of God. Now, it's amazing to me that a created being, what a created being could think that he should receive the glory that is due to Almighty God. It's, it's a very interesting thing when you, when you look around, you, you see what the word says, how it all ends for the Satan, and yet he still thinks that he's going to get this glory and this honor and this praise that is only due to the creator of all things. Satan is a created being. He still does it, believes that he deserves the glory. And he's convinced some men that they can be gods. But no man or angel or created being is worthy of or even can handle the praise. If you notice people um, who, are, who re start receiving praise from people, most of the time they just... They can't handle it. It's not, it's not in them to handle the praise. It's in them to give the honor and the praise to God, the creator of all things. It's not in them to receive it. And it's not in the Satan either. Listen to what the Bible says about the fall of Lucifer in Isaiah 14, 12 through 17. Isaiah 14 12 through 17, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into the heavens. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. So here are his five um, declarations. But you know what? A created being, though he declares that he will be like God, can never be like his creator. He can only be under. He is not the one who is worthy of the praise. He's a created being. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities, 
who did not open the house of his prisoners. See, God is telling him what's going to happen to him. He thinks he can ascend to the heights of heaven. He thinks he can be like the Most High God, but he will be cast down to hell. And um, Ezekiel 28, 11 through 19, kind of gives us more of a picture of it. It says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre. Now, I'm just going to jump in here a minute and tell you that most Bible scholars believe that this is again speaking of Lucifer. It's, it's more of the account of his fall. So take up a lamentation for the king of, of um, Tyre. And say to him, thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz and diamond, beryl, onyx and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, an emerald with gold. He was in Eden before, it, you know, wherever it was before it was on this earth with the gems and the stones. And he was perfect. He was the archangel that was in charge of worship. It says the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. His, the pipes were actually on the inside of him, and he led the worship. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you so. You were on the holy mountain of God. The, you walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created. And there's the point right there. He was created. Everything that was in him and, and used by him was created by God. It wasn't in him as, a, as a, something he made. It was created in him by God. And you were, per, you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. And I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. And can I say that's so much what happens to uh, people on earth when they receive praise that's not. Everything we have, every gift, every talent was given to us by God. So he expects us to use that gift and that talent but he expects us to give him the glory through our gifts and talents. 
I, uh, you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you. And I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. You know, the other day, Pastor was talking about how God is eternal, so he's ever young. You know, he, it's not the pictures of the old man that we were taught or that we thought. He's eternal, so he's ever young and he's ever vibrant. Well, I was thinking about that when I was reading this. Satan because of his, the iniquity within him is being destroyed from within. And he's, he's not beautiful anymore. He was created beautiful, but now he's not because this, this is working on the inside of him. Instead of being life, he has death working on the inside of him. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You have become a horror and shall be no more forever. So Satan and the people who serve him want you to believe that he's an equal with Jesus, a brother, but he's not. Jesus Christ is eternal. He was from the beginning. We looked at that with Genesis 1. He was in the beginning. John 1, 1 says he was in the beginning with God. He is God. Satan is created, a created being. Jesus is God. Satan is a created being. And though the elites of this world, and you probably heard them, who want to rule this world, what, what person wants to rule over everyone else. Really think about it. Do you want to? I don't. I want to have a happy life and live in God's rulership. I don't need to be the, the leader. There's something so demonic about a person who wants to control others. They want to rule this world. They want us to believe that there is no God and yet that they can attain Godhood and live forever. You know what? It's never going to happen. A created being cannot attain to Godhead, nor will a created being live forever in this, the fleshly state. The creation can never be greater than the creator. He is majestic. He is king. And he will reign forever. And they will bow their knee and confess that he is Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I can't wait. I can't wait for that day to see our great King and Lord and to bow before him and to worship his majesty. I read a really good devotional entitled God and God Alone, and I thought it really went well with the teaching tonight. It says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. 
We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. That's from Psalm 95, 6 and 7. The um, devotional went on to say, there's a philosophy blowing around the church that we should worship God because, because of what he does for us. This philosophy shows up in some of our modern songs. Other times, the idea may come from our pastors or worship leaders. Let's praise the Lord and worship him, for worship breaks down our barriers, removes our chains, conquers the enemy, brings our hearts from the dust, and wins our victories. Those things may truly be byproducts of worship, Results which God ordains for our benefit, but they are never the reason for our worship. We worship God for who he is, the eternal creator, robed in light, crowned with glory, transcending the universe, yet loving his creation. We praise the three-in-one God for his inexpressible greatness and his endless layers of infinite qualities. We worship in adoration and praise before the Lord, our maker. Yes, as we worship him, our own hearts are restored, but never confuse the byproducts with the reason. The reason is God and God alone. And Lord, we just worship you. We worship you. We honor you. You alone are God. You are creator. You are maker. You are savior. You are Lord and king. We honor you. You know, one of the things that I am so excited about and can't wait for is the king of kings to rule on this earth in justice and righteousness. He will be the fair and honest judge of this earth. No more corrupt governments. No more unrighteous judges. Our king and Lord will be setting everything to right. He will govern this world in truth and righteousness. I can't wait. Can you? Father, we just thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your great love. We thank you that you alone are worthy of the honor. You alone are worthy of the praise. We bow our knee tonight. We confess you as Lord and Savior. And we thank you and praise you that you are the righteous judge. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. No matter what anyone on this earth wants to say, wants others to believe, humankind will never be God. And you will always be the King and the Lord. I thank you that one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that you are Lord, that you are King, that you are the creator, the maker of all this earth, this universe, everything that we see. I just love you so much, Lord. I love you so much, and I thank you 
And I praise you for your majesty tonight. You are awesome. And I just love you. Well, tonight you heard about the majesty of God. And maybe you have never really experienced or come into uh, the place where you have made Jesus the Lord of your life, where you have bowed your knee and you have confessed that he is Lord. But I want to give you an opportunity tonight. I want you to, um, I would love to see you enter the kingdom of God, be a child of God, and be under his lordship and his rulership. So I, you know, it's, gee, um, <laughs> Daddy God made it so simple for us to become children of God. He didn't make it difficult. He, a lot of times religion makes you think it's such a hard thing to become a Christian. It's not. It, the Bible says if we say it with our mouth, believe it in our heart, that Jesus is Lord, if we call on the name of Jesus, we will be saved. So I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer. Say it with me, but don't just say it. Believe it in your heart. And you're going to see that Jesus comes in and, and becomes the Lord, the Savior of your life. So repeat this after me. Jesus, I believe that you came to earth to save me. I believe you died on the cross as a sinless sacrifice for me. I believe you rose on the third day that you are now seated in heaven with Father God. Thank you. Today I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, if you made that decision tonight, congratulations. It's the most important decision you can ever make. It changes your eternity. And so we want to help you out. If you want to just contact us with the number on the screen, we'll send you some information, help you in your newfound walk with Jesus and that your, your new Christian life, we just, we're excited. You, this is just the most uh, exciting thing that can happen to you. It's, it completely changes everything, and especially, like I said, your eternity. Um, I want to bless you from the Word of God. Thank you so much for, for just worshiping. Thank you for uh, getting into the Word with us tonight. I'm going to bless you from the Word of God the Lord bless you and keep you, protect you, sustain you, and guard you. The Lord lift up his, the Lord make his face shine upon you with favor and be gracious to you, surrounding you with loving kindness. The Lord lift up his countenance, his face upon you with divine approval and give you peace, a tranquil heart and life. We confess that we are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors, we are greatly blessed, highly favored, 
and deeply loved. We are blessed to be a blessing. Thanks again for worshiping with us. See you on Sunday at the 9 or 11 service.